If you are a homeowner like I am, I got a tip for you. You're welcome. If your house is getting a little bit stale, you don't like the look anymore, here's an inexpensive way to make it look remarkable. A fresh coat of paint. Do your kitchen cabinets need to be refreshed? Maybe the exterior of your house? Stop with the messy brushes and rollers and the do-it-yourselfers and forget those massive renovation costs. Instead, call the pros. It's called SprayNet South Jersey. SprayNet South Jersey. Transform your kitchen in like three days with these guys. They use proprietary coatings that are formulated by chemists turning your old cabinets into brand spanking new looking ones. It's flawless. They're patented weather adjustable. Yes, you heard that. Weather adjustable exterior paint system delivers the speed of regular painting with the look of a brand new siding, stucco, doors and windows, even brick. Your home will look spectacular no matter the material. SprayNet's proprietary paint formulas are industrial strength and backed by an industry-leading 15-year no-peel warranty. The best part, their services are much more affordable than you think. To learn more and to schedule your estimate, go to spray-net.com. That's dub-dub-dub, spray-dash, not the word dash, by the way, the hyphen, net.com. Or you can call them, one 45 spray we're just experiencing an incredibly rapid transition or, or evolution of, of communication. But asynchronous or even live digital communication where we're at a distance, that's, that's clearly not going anywhere. That's just accelerating. Welcome to another episode of Mike Up In Your Business. I got in uh, Jeff Walker's business a little bit. Actually, True story. And Jeremy, you, I hope you cut it out. He starts sharing some stuff. He didn't realize that I start recording right from the get-go and like everything's live. So he's sharing some personal stories. He's like, okay, I'm ready for the interview. I'm like, oh no, we're, we're 10 minutes. And he's like, oh no, no, oh, no, 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 So that's happened, um, happened with multiple guests where afterwards they're like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We've had one guest, one guest who said, after the fact, like, I don't want any of that live. Yeah, just cut, cut that whole thing. I feel cut like the thing. Barbara Walters of <laughs> podcasting. Like, I get people saying stuff that they never expect themselves to say. Exactly. We've had, we've had to do uh, complete redos because of, is it, yeah. because of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. If I tell people, I say, listen, I go right into recording. Yeah, I put Both that in the show. I don't like I to say that because then they go into kind of formal interview. Yeah. And when it's just sitting down and talking, like, you'll see in this Jeff Walker interview you're about to listen in, he is... Uh, is really candid and fluid and shares personal stories and um, well, listen in and we'll have a debrief. How's that sound? Sounds good. Here it is. What's it feel like walking into the room where you like, you're the most popular guy in the room. <laughs> that, um, um, well, that's a great question because I'm not used to being that person. And in my life outside of business, I'm, I'm, um, you know, I'm the guy sitting in the corner at a cocktail party. Um, but yeah, in like at my events, it, I feel like the bride at the bride at, at, at a wedding and everyone wants to talk to you. So it's great. <laughs> you know, you're in a dollar in your shorts <laughs> to do a dance. <laughs> no, it's, but it, I mean, so it's great. It doesn't, it's like, doesn't like bride actually. Yeah. Right. No, no, that's, that's, that's something different. I think, um, it's a different, but, different yeah. 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 But, um, uh, it, it's, it, you know, as an introvert, having people come up and start conversations with you, is just like, great. Yeah. I mean, because, because typically at a, yeah, you at don't a need party. investing time. In- 
Yeah. And I mean, I love having connections with so, people, but yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious. So yeah, I, I, I can imagine. So people come to you, um, but are they looking to further learn or are some of them, it's their own perhaps ego in that they just want to share their story that they, they want to show significance to someone who they perceive as significant. You know, I don't read it that way. I like, if someone comes up to me and wants to share their story, um, I just, I, I don't see it as ego driven or, or significance driven. I see it more like gratitude driven. Um, because I, I know I've been in that mode where I, you know, I first bought a training product 25, 26 years ago. And, and I'm, I'm here now because of it. And at some point, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I sent a, an email, I tracked down the person who published that, that training product. And I, I tracked down her email and I, I wrote her a lengthy email saying, I just want to share what you've done for me. And yeah. I, and it was, there was, yeah, it was just pure gratitude. Just like you, you changed my life. Thank you. And yeah. so I think, I think you've nailed it. I, I've had some more experiences. I remember the first time I met Michael Gerber who wrote Emeth. Um, and I was like, this, your book has had a profound impact on me. And I also once ran into Anthony Robbins by chance at a rock counts concert, just, you know, two, two ships in the night, so, so to speak. And he was remarkable because I, I, I screamed out like a girl. My voice went like two octaves higher. I'm like, Anthony Robbins. And he, and he walks toward me. He goes, he goes, Hey, I'm like, you're, you're, you've changed my life and stuff. He's like, Oh, what's your name? And the fact he was willing to invest that five seconds with me was so impactful that he, it really felt like he was listening. Yeah. I had the same experience with Tony where um, I. Oh, did you really? I, well, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. I, so at the time I bought that first product that was, t that taught about, um, it basically taught about selling information products online. And it, it, right around that same time, I got personal power too off the infomercial from Tony Robbins. Yeah, cool. and I watched an infomercial at least a dozen times, probably 20 yeah, times yeah, yeah. before I, you know, it was $129 to get the CD version instead of the cassette version. Uh, and and yeah, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. then I think it was like 2000 and, a 2000, probably about 2009. And, you know, Tony's business was going, it was infomercial driven and infomercials faded away and the internet came on. So he had, he asked me to come out along with several other people. And we sat in a conference room and basically showed him how the internet worked. And, he, and he's a smart guy. He knew how the internet worked, but how online business, some of the best practices. Yeah. But when I, when he first walked in that room and we were introducing ourselves, I'm like, you know, Tony, you're, you know, you changed my life. I bought that, that personal power too when I was a stay at home dad and, and we were desperate for money and I had nothing going on. And I, my life was sort of flatlining. And at that point, it just started going like this. And Tony said to me, and I started with, you know, you, I'm sure you've heard this a thousand times, a million times, <laughs> but, but you know, you changed, you, you changed my life. And, and he's like, Jeff, I, you never get sick of hearing people tell you mm. how your, how your work changed their lives. You just never get sick of that. Mm. And that really stuck with me because it's true. You just, they're just, it's just gratitude, pure gratitude that's pouring out. And it's like, yeah, this is amazing. It's like, I don't get sick of it. Never. Yeah. 
Do you feel that um, the internet's going to have its run similar to infomercials? You know, that ran for a good twenty years. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Is the internet, at least the the way we know it, is going to expire? Well, I mean, so I think the way we know it is continually expiring. You know, when I started out, the way I knew it was the you know I it was hundred percent email. You 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 my first website, I put up a few charts and stuff, but it wasn't interactive. You know, even like the things like, you know, websites, we don't even think about this, but as you're watching a website, it will, it will update. Like if you're watching something with stock prices, that will update as you're watching that. Just like if you're watching TV, but 15 years ago, you had to hit the refresh button for that to happen. Right. I mean, that's like a subtle change, but that's a radical change. And, and so, you know, we didn't have video. We didn't have audio. We didn't have social media. We didn't have Google when I started out. And so it's just, yeah. And also like the, even the term, like the, the name of my company is Internet Alchemy. And, you know, it's not a very forward facing. I don't talk about that name a lot. It was a great name when I came up with it. But right now I wish it was Digital Alchemy because the idea, what mm. is the internet? It's sort of hard to even define what the internet is. You know, is this is Spotify mm. the internet? Is Instagram on your phone? Is that the internet? I mean, I, technically, I think the internet is the backbone behind all of it. But um, so I think we're just experiencing an incredibly rapid transition or, or evolution of, of communication. But asynchronous or even live digital communication where we're at a distance, that's, that's clearly not going anywhere. I mean, that's just accelerating. Was, was that the impetus in part or in whole for the rewrite of launch your book? Well, um, I think it was, so the book has this core formula, this launch formula that I, that I created. And, and I really, as I co-created it with thousands of my, of my students and clients, you know, they, they took my, everything I did Mm -hmm. and they would tweak it and they'd come back and say, Jeff, look what I did. I'm like, oh, that's amazing. It sort of was codified into the formula. So it wasn't like I sat down one day and I'm like, I'm, I'm going to create a formula. I just started doing stuff and it worked and it worked and I kept on innovating and adding. And then I had students and they were innovating. But anyways, it's been the core formula is, is timeless because it's based on human psychology. But the way that formula is delivered has been changing all along. So there, there are big changes since the first edition of the book was in 2014. Um, and here we are pretty much exactly seven years later because it was summer of 14. And, you know, big changes in, in the way we deliver. So, for instance, live launches, which we in, in my world, we define that as your launch content. So when you're coming into a launch, you deliver value ahead of that launch. Then that value naturally leads into the sale. So you're building all this connection, this community, this um, reciprocity, authority, and and your social proof. You're building all that when you're pre-launch. And so when I started out, that pre-launch was done via email. That was the tool we had. That was really the only communication mm. tool. And then blogs came along. So now we could publish pages pretty quickly on the web. So then we added in blogs. And then 
audio started to happen online. And just for a little, probably 18 month window where audio was the thing before video, then video, but it was an ugly screen capture video. And then we started using full motion video, like like where you can actually see faces and talking heads. And then we went right. to fancy, super fancy, narrative-driven, produced video. And then the, the latest tool that's available at our disposal are live broadcasts, streaming your pre-launch content. Mm. It's not the answer for everyone. There are some launches that some people that should still just do email because that's a, the medium that fits for them or that fits for the given situation. So none of these tools, new tools, preclude the use of the older tools, just like you know, a, a chainsaw doesn't, doesn't preclude using a handsaw. But live launches, right. for, for a lot of people, live launches are really, really powerful, and including me. I tend to do pretty well in a live environment. So that wasn't even part of the book because the, the idea of being able to start a stream and actually be talking to people live in 2014 didn't exist and so like the whole big chapter and, and it really changed the way a lot of launches uh worked and, and so i you know I, I updated on that social media in 2014 was definitely a thing but it's not the thing it is now and so and the way mm -hmm. we use social media within our launches completely shifted and this idea of of you know i've always been a big fan of email because well, email just drives sales like nothing else. There's just, there's, there's no gas pedal. Still, even today. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. There is no gas pedal like mm. the gas pedal of hitting a send button to an engaged list mm. of email subscribers. It's just, it's breathtaking. It, it is like you can push that send button and within literally seconds start seeing those people arriving on your website and within minutes mm. seeing it big you, you can just watch the traffic you can just because we've got all the analytical tools that we didn't have back then but you can just see the spike you can see the spike in sales and i've been through just dozens and dozens and dozens of launches and when you hit that send button it's like the cor correlations instant whereas if you go on social and hit that you know, post something to social, it's, it's not instant. I think there are a few people, very, very, very few people that, you know, if you're Kylie Jenner or something with millions of people yeah. following you on, on Instagram that are super engaged, you know, they're the exception that proves a rule, but email is the thing. That being said, right now, instead of, you know, used, people used to obsess over their email list. My, I've got a list of a thousand people or 3000 mm -hmm. people or 10,000 or a hundred thousand or 300,000, whatever. And they, people still do. Uh, it's hard not to obsess over that number, but it, it it's more a combination of um, basically your social following and your email list. You can use in conjunction. They work together. It's almost like one big audience. So you, yeah, you can be mailing and you can you can be tracking who's opening or who's not opening and following up individually to those people on social in different ways. So, Interesting. Yeah, the confluence of first of all, social within launches could become huge, and, that, and that's it, it, it's it, it's absolutely huge. And even if those people aren't following you on social, you can be advertising those people on social if you have their email list. And this is all above board. Um, you know, it's not there. There's no spam involved here. But yeah, the idea of so how you use social media in your launches has radically changed. 
in the last few years. How you use paid traffic has radically changed in the last few years. Do you recommend that for most people, paid traffic? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and we're we're in a time of great flux right now, like, you know, because of um, privacy concerns, the, the technology is changing very, very quickly. Um, but it, it, it is absolutely a force multiplier, especially so, mm. so there's, there's two, there's a big divide. There's cold traffic and warm traffic. Cold traffic is people that have never heard of you. Warm traffic is people that are either following you on social or, or have watched something of you, you've like a video you've put out or are on your email list and radically different strategies between so, so cold, you're trying to bring people into your world. Mm-hmm. Warm, you're just trying to to influence the people that are already in your world, and within a launch, the use of warm traffic is just it's an absolute no brainer. It is just the 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 dollar you know it's like spend a dollar get back a lot more than a dollar, and everyone's business, mm-hmm. everyone's marketing, everyone's niche and industry and product and offers different. Yet I it I don't know that I've ever seen a, a warm a warm paid traffic strategy fail because even if it's just like you're you're on your last day of your launch and you're about to close down your launch and you have this big this launch special that's available and um you know it, people have to act by midnight to get this this amazing mm-hmm. offer you put together you can send an email you can send an email but it's crazy not to also put that in front of people on instagram or on facebook or wherever on mm. And completely different strategy would be like leading into your strat- your launch, advertising to cold people. People have never heard of you saying, hey, I've got this great workshop or this great masterclass coming up. Check it out. Or here, check out this really cool video with no call to action, no ask whatsoever. And then just to the people who have watched that video, then go back and say, hey, I'm about to start this this launch, I'm about to start this masterclass, this promotion. I've got this free training for you. Come check it out. So two radically different ones. Cold is is the, the warm's just a slam dunk. Cold's a little harder to make work, but it expands your audience in a big yeah. way. I'm curious. I've been looking into this concept of habituation. It's no more than a concept, it's a fact. Our our minds very quickly get acclimated to the new thing determine if there's value or not. And if there's no value, we disregard it. So, you know, you're giving away or you're teaching your product launch formula, not through your classes anymore, through a book. <laughs> so it's available for, you know, 20 X dollars to everybody. Is there a part of you that has a little fear that I'm, I'm causing habituation, that the, the market's going to disregard this because everyone's doing the same thing? Well, um, I've got a lot of different answers for that. First, I remember uh, in about 2007, there was like a leader in the industry when I was just starting out. And he he pulled me aside and in a very kind way. And he was doing me a favor in his mind. Very, very kind way. And he was older. He was 10 years older than me. Pulls me aside and says, you know, Jeff, things are going really well for you right now. But, the, you know, I think the bloom is off the rose. Is it? <laughs> the, the bloom's off the rose with this launch stuff. So you better start thinking about the next crazy. thing. Yeah. And so that was 14 years ago. Um, yeah. And I didn't, didn't agree with them then. I don't, you know, I wouldn't agree with that advice now. Um, there yeah. is, 
Absolutely. And then the first white paper in the industry came out. So I released Product Launch Formula in 2000, in fall of 2005, in January of 2006, the first white paper came out calling for the death of launches. You know, it's a great way to get mm. a paper downloaded is the death of anything. So the death of launches, it's like, you know, yeah, 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 that right. was a great ride those last three months, Jeff. But, um, you know, the reality is the launch, you know, the launches are doing better than they've ever done. Uh, Interesting. When I look at the top end of the industry, the size of the biggest launches is bigger than it's ever been. And but more mm. important, when I look at like my students that are just starting out and how quickly they're getting to a, a ten thousand dollar launch or a hundred thousand dollar launch, mm. you know, it took me when I was figuring this stuff out. It took me probably something like four years to get to that first six figure launch. And now people are doing it yeah. in their first year. Not, and, and that's still, it's an unbelievable, exceptional, amazing thing when they do that. But so the results are getting, getting better. And I think with habituation, you know, I, it exploded after I put that first book out, the, the first edition. First edition came out, sold hundreds of thousands of copies, hit number one New York Times. And, and people are like, well, you're just giving it all away. Well, I've been giving it all away from the beginning because, you know, the reality mm. is that anything you do, you can always go deeper. There, there's always a deeper level of mastery. So I'm given, here's the whole formula. You know, it's just like going to college. Did you like when you went, got up to campus, just go buy the books and not go to class? You went to class. Yeah, because you, you yeah. needed the mentalization. You wanted to go deeper than just reading the book. And and so for me, you know, there's people that are going to take the book and read the book and crush it with a launch and hopefully leave an Amazon review or something. But <laughs> and I'll never hear from them. But there's plenty that are going to just want to go deeper and they'll end up coming to me. And and so, you know, bigger picture, habituation on these. The, the reality is at the end of the day, you're just trying to create a lot of value with your pre-launch in a way that frames your eventual offer. And I think delivering value ahead of the sales just never gonna go out of style. Yeah. You know, I, I found in my own book writing that there's two types of consumers. And I'm curious if you see something similar. Uh, I think you do, but um, there's the DIYers, the people that read a book with the full intent of doing this themselves. And they just are looking for the instruction manual. And I think they're an extraordinary resource because when they find a resource they believe in, they read launch and say, this is changing my life. This is working. They may never contact you. They may not even do that Amazon review, but they'll surely will tell others when people say, is there a resource for launching? Or, oh, this book changed my life. And I, to me, that's the 80 percenters. And then I find the other 20 percent are the, the go deepers or, or honestly, they're just looking for the blue pill. They're looking for someone that could just do it for them, but they they rely on this book to be the credibility source. Does this person really know what they're talking about? Have you found a similar, and maybe it's a subjective, but a similar dispersion like that? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I mean, and I look at it in my life because I think I tend to be a do-it-yourselfer. And so I bought Tony Robbins mm -hmm. to go back <laughs> to Tony. I, I, I bought his program yeah. in probably 1996 or 1995. And I went through the entire thing religiously all of a sudden, good things started happening in my life. It was amazing. It was great. I meet him in, I'm going to say it was 2009. And he's like, have you ever been out to my event? One of my events. I'm like, no. 
He's like, well, you should come out to one of my events. I never had occurred to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, I went out to one of his events. I don't know if you've been to one of his events, but it was just. I have, I have. Oh, my gosh. It was, like, amazing. You know, I went home. I I promptly, without even thinking about it, like, lost, like, 15 pounds that I didn't even know I had Mm. to lose, but, like, and have kept that off since then, over a decade now. And that was incredible. And then, so that was, like, his his four-day program, um, UPW. And it was amazing. I went with my son. It was incredible. And then like two or three years later, I'm like, that was incredible. I'm going to go to this, his week-long thing, his date with destiny. And, um, and, and then I went, you know, and I spent a lot of money for that thing. It's not inexpensive, but that was just mind blowing. It gave me a whole new frame for my life. And I look at, that was probably 2012 or something when I did that. One of the things I wrote down in 2012 like that I was going to, was going to be, be part of my life was I was going to have a, a New York times bestseller. And uh, two and a half years later, I came out with launch and it was a New York times bestseller. That started interesting on that work. But I look at that journey. I went from 19, yeah. let's call it 1996. It took me 13 years to step to like, yeah, there is a way to go deeper and I want to go deeper and I want mastery. So yeah, I think, I think everyone has their own path. Everyone has their own path. And one thing I noticed about you, I mean, this is a fair assessment. We've got to know each other over the last year. You know, we've never met face-to-face. It's only been Skype and phone calls. But um, well, it was you seem to be. I was to, it was 2020. That's a good point, actually, right? There was a coronavirus going on. You seem to be steeped in gratitude. Um, disproportionately compared to other people that I've met in this space. Um who are also very gracious and, and full of gratitude, but you seem disproportionately. Do you, and maybe this is a little bit woo-woo or spiritual, but do you feel that that component is part of your success? Um, yeah. First of all, thank you. I really appreciate that. I actually think it's something that doesn't come natural. I, I'm not a naturally great, a person filled with gratitude, and it's something I've worked on really hard for the better part of, uh, probably 15 years now. So I've actively worked at it. Um, so I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's so, you know, it's like one of those, it's almost like, yes, that's a lovely thing to hear. Um, I think that in the business that I, I think in business in general, but specifically in online business where um, all of us are, are in the publishing world in some way or other, if you're online, you're you're in the publishing business. No matter what you sell, you could be selling, um, you know, kites. It doesn't it doesn't matter. You're you're publishing it. That's just the expectation. You're going to be in social somewhere. You're probably going to have a blog. You're putting out some level mm-hmm. of content. You're in the publishing business. And uh, for most of us, many of us, we are the face of the business. At least the people I'm talking to. Most, you know, I'm not talking. I'm not teaching Apple how to launch their products. Although there's a story behind that one too. But, um, and I think if you're in the public eye, it's a, you want, it's a business, you want to be attractive. And I'm not talking about physically attractive. I'm talking like attractive in that people want to be around you. They want to be your friend. Mm -hmm. They want to hear from you. And I think one of the ways one of the one of the most attractive traits that people can have is to be grateful 
is to show gratitude. Mm. It's just like it it's automatically makes you a more sympathetic character. Um, it, it just makes you a more attractive person. You know, yeah, I 100% agree. We got to start wrapping things up, but I, there's two things I, I want to talk about your book and where people can get, but, but first I hear this Apple story. You said there's a, you just, you, there's a little, uh, a little taste. You said there's a little story there. What, what's the story with Apple? I, I have lunch. to thread a line here. So one of the first people I ever taught this formula from to, before I even actually started publishing about it, teaching about marketing, anything, online business, anything like that, I was, I had this business where I was teaching people about the stock market. But I'd gone to a seminar and I met a couple of people and they under they started to see that I, what I was doing, that I could do these things, these launches. And we didn't even call them launches back then, um, but that I could do these promotions. And um, and he sort of sat under my wing and I walked him through, helped him with a promotion or two. And then somehow this guy ended up, and I don't want to say his name because I don't have authorization to, he ended up having a bit of a side gig helping Steve Jobs build his PowerPoints and put together his presentations. For This mm. is back in the day when iPads were, like the iPad was one of, was the one, I actually knew about the iPad a year before it came out because this guy was telling wow. me about this, this thing that was coming and they were building the promotion and building the launch for it. So I'm like, I, I'm not going to say that, any of my work influenced the launch of any of the Apple products, but it's just sort of interesting that one of the very first people that I taught, like by my side, took under my wing, ended up having a piece in some of the biggest Apple promotions. That is cool. It's just, yeah. I always wondered when I looked at the PowerPoints that Apple uses, there's a little PLF in the bottom, they kind of scratch <laughs> it out. So I think you did have influence. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Um, where, can, where can my listeners? get a copy or where's the best place I should say to get a copy of launch. Well, you could just go to, uh, to, you know, any, any online bookseller, Amazon will work for you. But if you go to my site at the launchbook.com, you know what, Mike, I, is it the launchbook.com? I actually, this is, this is, bad. <laughs> this, this is I, not being cut. This, this part is definitely staying. This, this Fair, is Google your own site. This, Bad. Here, let me do it. Oh, this is great. This is gold. I'm yeah, no. It's either launchbook.com. You know, no, it's the launchbook.com. The launchbook. Yes. Yeah, the launchbook.com. Okay. Yeah. Then uh, then I'll I'll have a bunch of extra extra goodies for you. You know, some case studies and um and, and some extra bonuses if you actually and what'll happen there is you'll go there and it'll just actually send you off to your favorite bookseller and say, come on back and fill out this form. And we'll get you all your extra bonus. They'll learn. They'll learn how you promote and launch a book. So I, I think that's the only place to go. So go to thelaunchbook.com. Jeff, always a great time just kibitzing with you. Thank you so much for this. Yeah, you're welcome. It was great to be on with you. So uh, yeah, I wish you heard the first ten minutes, uh, but I also respect that he was just sharing stuff about personal life and stuff. That listen, it's just wasn't anything salacious or anything, but it was just stuff that's private. And uh, I was privileged to, to get some other insights, but I'm just really, I was really blown away about, or, or by the fact that he's, he's releasing all of his insights in that book launch. Yeah. Everything he shares online, he's packed or repacked into the book in a modernized flavor. Uh, I, I can't 
I can't imagine a more valuable resource in the world than a, you know, his book's like 25, 30 bucks or something. Everything about launch processes in there. That's all. What do y'all think about the interview? I thought it was great. I think it's really cool to listen to a guy who has been in this since the beginning. Right. I mean, he's seen the entire spectrum of events as they've um, unfolded in in online marketing and and launching, and he knows every yeah, I, aspect. When he, was, when he was talking, I was picturing him like in the very beginning of the emails, yeah. you know, selling those Wall Street Journal kind of like. Uh, not Wall Street Journal, but a Wall Street tips and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And then convert into like a you know million dollar day plus. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It's really crazy. It is. You know, it was interesting to me that I was surprised that he still sees email as like the best tool over social media. And me over, too. I was like, really? And then you you said really too, and I was like, yeah, yeah, really. Like that, I didn't expect that. Yeah. He, he says, you know, I think Penny or. Dollar for dollar, nothing touches email. And yeah. what was the word he used? Like it was ignition or something. Yeah, yeah something it, like that. It sparks it instantly. Yeah. And honestly, we, we have the same experience. When we send out an email, within seconds, there starts a response starts coming in, and it can be a sales pitch. And so if we're selling something, revenue starts within seconds of an email going out. And I, I don't, I can't think of another form of advertising that has that fast of response. Exactly. Right. Right. Sloan, anything you got? Yeah, I, I want to go back to uh, having to cut stuff for the show. It's because you're like, a, you're a sneaky Pete. You're, you're like, so tell me uh, the deepest, darkest secret that you have. In <laughs> I know, I know, I know. Like, oh, well, I murdered somebody 20 years ago. And you're like, great. Exactly. We're, recording <laughs> we're recording, by the way. Yeah, we got that on audio. Cool. <laughs> I know, I know. It's I got such good questions. <laughs> and it is great when it starts to flow like that. It actually does help, Mike, because even if you have to cut off the first 10 minutes after you've already started recording, because it does get them in a comfortable place. Your your interviewees are are great. Well, I, I listen to a lot of podcasts, and um, when I notice the ones that I enjoy the most, it's kind of what we're having now. Is There's no protocol. There's no lecturing. Yeah. And what I like least, while they can be very informative, is the person just you know, espousing the same things and then you know, click on this link to get my newest, whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's why when I do these conversations with people, it, I just start off with a conversation. We just kind of flow naturally. into. But I know for yeah. Jeremy, it's a freaking bear because we get these calls. <laughs> oh, could you cut that out? Oh, could you, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do, I do mention in the invitation, I tell everybody like Mike records from the get go. You'll be recording yeah. when you log in, but, but no I think reads. it's, no I think reads. it's, yeah, it's you. too much information. And I, maybe I need to send that. There's like a separate little blurb for everybody just in there. But then maybe, again, yeah, like maybe you said, it, or maybe it, but maybe it changes their, their mood as they come into it. Well, it's so, true, right? Know. Their engagement may be different. Maybe go in lecture mode right away. Better to make Jeremy work his ass off editing. I mean, oh, I don't it, know. <laughs> it, it, it's 82. Like I remember uh, one guest um, and I think booking them was a nightmare in the first place. And then we did the the recording. And then afterwards we get an email saying, hey, yeah, I, I didn't like that. I didn't like what I said. Yeah. We're going to read yeah. <laughs> Oh, and then I'm like, I'm like, oh, like, 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 oh, yeah, that was tough. That was tough. And I'll tell you, that was a Barbara Walters level kind of experience. <laughs> but no, um, but as, far, as far as the um the interview, yeah, um, he, he, I like he was saying if he didn't buy that one piece of marketing 20 years ago, he wouldn't be where he's at today. Thought oh. that that was just really wild. Yeah, yeah. It, it's oh. unbelievable, and, and the fact that Jeff sells one product, product launch formula, 
one training over and over. Now it's, it's freshened up constantly, but it's one thing. It just shows that you can be masterful to the, the, to the level of just being one product as opposed to diversifying, offering more, diluting yourself yeah, uh, and, and make millions. Right. Yeah. So I also what? like what you said, Mike, sorry, real quick about, um, you pointed out his, his, um, gratitude, his, his nature is yeah. one of gratitude. And I like what he said about that, how it's really an attractive quality and we are attracted to people and marketers who have that quality. So it's, it's something to point out that I don't think we talk about much. I'm happy you said that. I'm happy you said that, Amy. Uh, I'm grateful you said that. <laughs> Are you grateful? It's the most attractive I've ever been. Uh, I, I totally agree. There's a thing called, um, oh, the pratfall. I think it's pratfall effect. And the pratfall effect is a, is a thesis or theory that when someone of authority makes a mistake or slip up, it actually strengthens their authority. Hmm. So <clears throat> like a celebrity who falls on stage is more appealing because they're human now yeah. or a, a doctor who makes a mistake, hopefully it's not deadly, but makes a mistake and acknowledges it shows their humanity and it becomes more compelling. They're, they're more approachable. Now. Exactly. Um, and I wonder if that's partly the pratfall effect. Yeah. I, I wish just, Really cool. What? I just looked at the pratfall effect. I never knew that there was a term for it before. I always wondered that though. Like, you know, people I think are so worried about uh, being judged that, that they never, they want to lie instead of tell the truth. And it's like, dude, you messed up. Just say you messed up. People will respect you for it. Like totally, totally. Yeah. Like Bill Clinton. I did not have, look <laughs> yeah, in did. my eyes. You do that I so did well. Not have sex with that, <laughs> that woman. woman. Yeah. Woman. Unless, how how do you define Hi. sex? <laughs> yeah, or I mean, you're so good. I had oral sex. <laughs> no, I had mo sex with multiple women. Multiple <laughs> yeah, it wasn't one woman. Yeah, he should just add that word only. Yeah. I read my lips. I did not have sex only with that woman. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah, that's, that's funny. So, hey, um, I, we got to do a game. I just want to remind our listeners. We want to know what you learned from Jeff Walker. So do post that in the comments. We'd love for you to subscribe. I would love for you to subscribe to our podcast. All right. You, do you have a game for us, Jay Schlott? Yeah. So uh, considering you and Jeff uh, had both met Tony Robbins, I get a Tony Ooh. Robbins. Oh. Oh. I've I didn't know that you to do a Tony Robbins event. My meet um, and, and, and Jeff's meets totally, the, the context is totally different. Mine was literally at a concert. And Tony Robbins walked by and I said, oh my God, it's Tony Robbins. And he turned and he shook hands and goes, what's your name? Jeff, they work together, you know. For, That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Tony learned from Jeff. <laughs> uh, Tony Robbins. And he's like, hey, can you go get me a hot dog? <laughs> exactly. Hey, <laughs> you work here? Why, why do they bring that guy's security? He's too scrawny. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So uh, how old was Tony Robbins when his parents divorced? How a seven. Yeah, his age. Uh, A7, B9, C12, D15. Okay. okay. All right, question two. After meeting John Grinder, which of the following did Tony teach? A, seduction, B, persuasion, C, hypnosis, or D, religion? Hmm. 
And you guys ready for third? Yep. All right. His estimated total net worth is around A, 400 million, B, 500 million, or C, 600 million. Hmm. 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 All right. All right. You want to go first, Amy? What was, what was number one? How, how old was he when his parents divorced? I'm going with seven. So the likely answer is probably very young, but I, I actually put 15. It is seven. <gasps> wow. Amy, you, she knows divorce. God. <laughs> sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about when I I've went to, I think, two of his events live, and he, he talks a, a lot about that and the impact that has on him or us. Yeah. When, you're, when you have, it's a form of PTSD, uh, divorce for, their, for children, almost all of them. So funny. I was just having that conversation with my extended family on this vacation. We were talking to our, my kids and the nieces and nephews, like, what is the benefit of having a happily married family for you? What is it? What does it look like? They've all came up with a, they think they have a stronger sense of security. And I'm assuming that does do something. Yeah. Oh, that's, that, yeah that's probably, that's probably it. Probably. Security, yeah. Safety. I mean, yeah, the yeah. studies on that are, I mean, it's huge in, in a child's growth and, and how they turn yeah, it's you. Um, question two. After meeting John Grinder, which of the following did Tony teach? Seduction, persuasion, hypnosis, or religion? I'm going Go ahead, with hypnosis. Mike. I'm going with persuasion. Yes, it was hypnosis. Oh, that was my oh, second guess. Amy. He taught hypnosis. Uh-oh, you too wow. tied. Dude, tied it up. But this is, did, did, let's see how much of a gold digger Amy is. Can she pick the number? Can I? Can I? Can I? <laughs> Uh, I was just laughing in my head because when you said you went to two of his events, I'm just thinking, is that your way of saying you snuck into two of his events? <laughs> like, uh, like my a, employer paid. I actually went when I was right out of college. My employer sent. That is so awesome. Did Isn't you find it? Did you find it like really motivating and really helpful? Very, yeah. Very, yeah, I went to his sales training, oh. but it was really personal empowerment, and yeah. I fell in love with him. It was amazing. Uh, I want to go to something he does for sure. Go ahead, Jer. All right. Question three. His estimated total net worth is around 400 million, 500 million, or 600 million. All right. I'm thinking it's got to be 600 million. I said 500,000, but Amy's the gold digger. You said 500,000. That wasn't 500 million. I meant to say 5 million, 500 million. All right. Amy got it. 600 million. You know your number. Amy can sniff that out. No, I just see how She's wildly like, popular six hundred and I'm th- <laughs> yeah, six hundred and three million. <laughs> That's what I do. I stick, I sniff around your office door, Mike, and I and I yeah, and you're like calculate oh, no, for everybody. He's what no payroll, Tony Robbins. What payroll I'm, is going to be that week? I can tell. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh that. man. All right. Um, well, we hope you had some fun. Did you know Tony Robbins as well as uh, Amy and I do? <laughs> Uh, personal friend. Please email me any questions you have at askmike at mikemichalowitz.com. I want to answer your questions on podcasts and we do some other fun things with our, our newsletter and so forth with your questions. Make sure you subscribe. We have a YouTube channel. Um, so hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell so you don't miss these episodes. And uh, I think that's it, right, Jay Shlom? Yep, that's it. Okay. okay Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next podcast. Appreciate it.